Welcome to the Vet Med Wellness and Leadership Podcast, where we discuss central challenges vet med leaders face, such as burnout, stress, and difficult interactions with clients and staff, just to name a few. In each episode, you will hear about actionable solutions that you can apply to your practice and invitations to connect with fellow leaders who are passionate about improving the wellness of the vet med profession. By subscribing, liking, commenting, or sharing this podcast, you're helping more veterinary professionals find the resources shared in these episodes. Thank you in advance for listening and supporting this show. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, everybody. Crystal Stokes here. And joining me today is Dr. Neil Shaw, who graduated from the University of Florida College of Veterinary Medicine. Go Gators. Go Gators. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. And then he remained in Gainesville for an internship and residency in small animal internal medicine. After that, he became a diplomat of the ACVIM. He also founded the nation's largest group of specialty hospitals, Blue Pearl Veterinary Partners, and then served as the first chief medical officer for the Mars Inc. Veterinary Health Group. Neil has seen and experienced firsthand the impacts on the job of wellness on far too many veterinarians. He believes in reducing stress levels and improving mental health by providing veterinarians better support. With the different ways to provide support, Dr. Neil has decided to do so through what he knows best, medicine. Support veterinarians when making decisions to support better patient care and better outcomes. This is the reason for founding and leading SignalPet, one of the leading medical technology companies in the veterinary industry. Dr. Neal and a team of medical and technology experts have created medical technology that provides veterinarians instant support at the highest standard of care. A level of support that was once only available to a few is now available to all. Dr. Neal, thanks so much for being on with us today. Crystal, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. This is, uh, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited to... Yeah really hear more about your story today. Uh, you know, under the lens and the umbrella of Full Circle, Full Circle Labs, we talk a lot here on this podcast about this common pattern we see in the industry at large of veterinary professionals entering into the field full of passion and drive and energy. Along the way, a variety of uh, events, internal and external, can happen that slide them down that cycle to the bottom of the circle, where they may feel burned out, exhausted, apathetic, and they may choose to leave the profession. And we're really big on trying to prevent that here. And that's something that we connected on is really empowering veterinarians to protect their wellness and to thrive in the industry. And that's part of the genesis of, of your company, Signal Pet. So I'd love to start there with that origin story and how you came up with this idea and the patterns you were seeing in the veterinary industry that inspired you to make change. Crystal, it's a, it's a great question. And I, I look back at uh, my, uh, my time in veterinary medicine and I see... Uh, I see the benefits, and and I have to say I see the mistakes made as well. And if if I if I can explain, I came out of veterinary school. My father was a veterinarian, and when I was finishing up, it was uh, the late uh, the late uh, actually the early nineties, and uh, specialty medicine was uh, was the new thing. And I remember calling my dad up, and I said, "Dad, you know, there's a lot more that can be done in veterinary medicine than what I grew up doing, which were routine wellness and vaccines and uh, some." surgical procedures, but uh, gosh, there's a whole lot more. And he kind of said, yeah, sounds good, but whatever. And so, but I went down this specialty path and ended up opening uh, referral-only practices, uh, specialty and emergency practices. And it was, on one hand, it was great. So we ended up opening in most of the major metropolitan areas, uh, specialty referral hospitals that, that, that many are familiar with. 
And I spoke to thousands of veterinarians. I visited practices. I spoke at association meetings. I, I went to the national meetings and I interacted. And I, and I, gosh, to practice great veterinary medicine in primary care practice, I was thinking of my father's practice. You should utilize referral. You should utilize case referral. And, and folks did. They did. And uh, especially in emergency medicine grew. And I think that was great. However, when I look back in the rearview mirror, I, I think, I think I made a mistake. I think I made a mistake because the message was sent that if, uh, if somebody practices, wants to practice great medicine, utilize referral. And that completely, completely bypassed the primary care practice or the primary emergency practice where tremendous medicine is possible, where tremendous medicine is done on a regular basis and it was not accounted for. And if I were a, uh, if I were a pet owner, I would say, gosh, I, I want the veterinarian who I know, the veterinarian who I can see, the veterinarian who I can trust. I'd like to them to have the confidence to care for my pets. If they say go somewhere else, I'll go somewhere else. But I really would like to trust and keep the relationship with the veterinarian that I have. And I think we became too, um, uh, too segmented in the profession. We became much too segmented. We have, uh, I looked back and, and I have to admit feeling responsible in part for this. A specialty in an emergency that has grown. And then in primary care practice and primary emergency practice, we have tremendously talented individuals who have a fantastic education, who are really smart. And they, I think in part, they're getting beaten up on. They're getting beaten up on. They, they, ha they can practice great care. They can deliver great care. They can deliver value to, uh, to the pet families. And nobody's telling them, it's okay, please do that. It's okay. You've got this. You've got this. And as a profession, we're not good at saying that. You've got this. You're doing, you are doing well. When I, when I met, uh, who's currently our CEO, uh, uh, my partner, Lior, and, uh, his, his background is in AI and software. And I started talking with him and I said, uh, what makes good software? Do you need so many cases? Do you need, uh, do you need these statistics? What is the accuracy? And surprisingly, he said, you know, if software works, people are happier. And that's <laughs> when software is successful. And Absolutely. I was thinking, I was thinking of statistics. The, what, what is the, the sensitivity and what is the specificity and what are the outcomes? And, and he said, if people are happier, then it's good software. And so when we use our iPhones and we use a GPS in the car and when we, uh, when we call an Uber, we're happier. And he, he was right. He was right. He was absolutely right. And so I, I feel, uh, Really enthusiastic because uh, software, not only when done right, can make people happier, it can make people more confident. And the, the ability to do that to a larger population, which technology allows you to do this at scale, is fantastic, is absolutely fantastic. So rather than a one-on-one -on -one relationship, which I grew up with, and a close-knit relationship to help folks uh, through their day, through their routine, through their week, through their year, but to be able to do this on a on a on a instant basis, on a moment to moment basis, thousands of times over every hour, that's you see what's happening in the world of technology and AI and all that, and apply it to circles that you know, and then the light bulb just goes off, and you go, "Wow, this is magic! This is magic! This can really help." I love it. So can I backtrack and ask you Please. when you were looking back on your like you were mentioning some of the regrets you had around the, the contribution of of sort of this segmentation within specialty becoming siloed do you do you feel like when you look back on 
these changes and where we're at now in veterinary medicine with primary care and, and the relationship between primary care and specialty hospitals. Are you seeing anything with the, within that relationship or how it currently works, whether it's related to technology or not, that's hard on veterinarians that diminishes their wellness? I, very much so. Very much so. Because uh, what we've developed is a system where the primary care practitioner is second-guessed. And so we have a we have a one-way relationship where uh, specialists expect folks in primary care, which is the vast majority, to report into them, but the specialists don't report into the primary care. And at the end of the day, it is the primary care providers that one take the most heat, two work the hardest, and three are ultimately responsible for outcomes of cases. They truly are. They are truly out, and they feel that responsibility. They feel that heavy weight of responsibility, and I don't believe they get the same degree of support or respected for that degree of responsibility than we do on the on the specialty side. What so is then, happening there when it comes? I'm thinking of human medicine. You know, for instance, if my GP refers me, let's say, over to radiology to have something checked, the radiologist, you know, shoots the X-rays, the MRI, sends the report back. Then often my GP is the one that meets with me to go over the findings of that. Where's the breakdown in veterinary medicine that that circular process isn't happening? It's, it's fascinating. It's a great question. It's fascinating because human medicine went through a very similar cycle and the, spe the specialists, if you will, reigned uh, supreme a number, a couple of, actually just a few decades ago. And then what happened is in human medicine, the recognition was there that, wait, we're, we're making a mistake here. And the trend was back to, our emphasis was re replaced on primary care. And so, actually, and if you go to some of the latest terminology, the true specialists are considered the primary care providers. And then they utilize here in a, in a very focused manner others, but the true specialists are the primary care providers. And they, human medicine, turned around and said, we're making a mistake because the biggest benefit, the biggest healthcare benefit is provided by the primary care providers. Yeah. How can we support the primary care providers? And we will do that over time, I anticipate, over time in veterinary medicine, uh, as we get, as this realization comes through. The, the primary care providers are, on one hand, it's, uh, they take the most heat. On the other hand, they have the most opportunity to, if you will, do good. They are the ones that instruct folks on, on what to do. They're the ones that people trust. And that trust, that trust should be respected because the trust is earned. Yeah. 100%. Well 100%. said. Yeah. Well, to bring this back to Signal Pet, you're yeah. describing this this realization with your your partner Lior, your CEO, yeah. around the the potential opportunity to use and leverage technology and AI to really help boost confidence and decrease stress. So I'd love for you to share more about the development of Signal Pet and what exactly it does. How does it help boost confidence and reduce stress for veterinary professionals? Yeah, uh, Crystal, great, great question. Perfect. Uh, absolutely perfect. As, as a veterinarian or a veterinary professional, what happens is, uh, you say in, in the examination room, uh, pet is uh, limping or is, is sick or vomiting or not eating or, or uh, having, um, having some issues. The owner wants to know what's wrong and can you tell me now? And especially today's world of information flow, you must be able to tell me quickly. You must be able to tell me quickly. And by the way, can you demonstrate it to me? because I know you and I like you and I trust you, but I want to take this home and show my spouse. And my spouse is going to say, well, where's the paper? And, it never and so I think that, that as a profession, we have to evolve to these expectations and they're fair expectations. Uh, it's a, uh, if you will, it's a consumer society. So how do, how do we evolve to those expectations? 
One is we turn the art into the science. So specifically with SignalPet, SignalPet is is able to, and I say this with absolute confidence, uh, take a X-ray or a radiograph, and when we as professionals used to used to say, I think there may be an unusual pattern to the bowel here, or hmm, I think that this bone has a fracture on this angle. It's possible. So that's a very um, it's a meaningful statement, but at the same time. It could be a fracture. It could not be a fracture. Nobody's really committing one way or the other. What Sinopet says is, yes, there's fractures. No, there's not fractures. Very straightforward. Yes, there's an abnormality to a bowel. No, there's not an abnormality to a bowel. Yes, there's a pattern in the lungs. It's due to heart failure. No, it's not due to pneumonia. And so that's, and, and it does it in minutes, right? As soon as the radiograph is taken, it goes to the cloud. It's uh, worked in the cloud and, and, the, and the answers come back. And so that gives the clinician the technician who's responsible for relaying the results, a lot of confidence to go talk to the owner and say very quickly in real time, yes, your pet is limping. No, there are no fractures. We can be comfortable. It's just a, a muscle sprain. And then that's, and then they can give a report and here's a report and you can, sh- and, and, uh, Mrs. Client, you're welcome to, uh, to show your family. Here's the report. And so for the client, it increases a, a client happiness. Importantly, the veterinarian still looked at that radiograph, that's uh, the x-ray, still determined that, no, nah, I don't think that there is a fracture, but received the reinforcement and confidence that, yeah, indeed, there is no fracture there. That's just, uh, if you will, artifact. The client is happy, the pet is better served, and the cost is significantly lower than what we're used to in veterinary medicine. And how so? Is it because we don't just send it out to a specialist to be read? Is this, is this primarily something that a, a GP would so utilize? You, um, it actually, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. In um, comparison to traditional readings, it's uh, about one tenth of one tenth of the price of traditional readings. So uh, it's it's a much lower cost, and the only reason we do that is because we do it all around the world, thousands of times a day, uh, and so we can do it at scale. So um, so it's a fraction of the cost of having, say, a radiologist read the films, and the turnaround is not a day or two days or an hour. It's it's within minutes. All right. Okay. So can I play the skeptic yeah. now? Please. Please. All right, because I love this part. All right, I, yeah. I'm uh, I'm putting on my you know vet med professional hat and right. saying, how is the I'm skeptical that this is really going to be accurate. Like, what would I do if it's let's say I I order you know um, a radiograph and then I get the report back from Signal Pet and I don't agree with it. What do I do? I say I'm suspicious that this isn't correct. What are my next steps? Perfect. You can you say hmm I don't I don't know if this is so I'd like an additional opinion and you can send it in for an additional opinion. No problem. Um, on SignalPet, you can either do it directly to us by chat, or if you want, say, an individual, uh, say you want a radiologist or a specialist to look at it, whether it's through SignalPet or through another service, you can send it in, and it's that no problem. And if there's any change, by all means, let us know. We we track the percentages for customers, uh, customers or veterinarians or veterinary clinics who use SignalPet. They will ask for an additional interpretation, zero point five percent of the time. So five out of um, actually. Sorry, 0.5 out of every 100 cases will request an additional radiologist consultant. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally, totally respected. And it can be, again, it can be done through SignalPet uh, or it can, be done, it can be done elsewhere. The other aspect is to look at, we do a tremendous amount of quality control, a tremendous amount of science. It is actually, we've set the standard for, uh, for AI and radiology. Actually, and I'm going to state this in human medicine as well. So very familiar with what's happening in human medicine. The journal paper, we, we did a, 
we actually didn't run the study. So uh, we were asked to participate in the study. It was it was run by economists, uh, academic economists uh, that were looking at AI. They utilized a radiologist who is in academia, um, who's very well respected. Um, he's boarded in Europe. He's boarded in the United States. He's he's head of the uh, AI um, Radiology Council and compared us to a number of other radiologists, us being signal pet as AI, and we consistently beat the majority of radiologists every time for every case. And so I think the uh, that's going to be presented this year. That's it's going to be a revolutionary study, and it'll actually be presented at the radiology meeting, the ACVR uh, meeting in October. But it's a um, uh, so the the science is there. Importantly, we will read really um, many tens of thousands of studies, uh, several hundred thousand films a year for excuse me a month, a couple hundred thousand films a month for um, uh, for veterinarians in practice in the United States, in Canada, in Australia, in the United Kingdom, in Europe, in the Middle East, uh, really in a, in a globally. And we actively, in addition to our own quality control program, we actively, actively receive and solicit feedback. And so we're very comfortable with uh, the results that are provided. Great. Can you can you describe to those listening how it actually works? For those that may not be very, may not have much experience with artificial intelligence, how does this work? Can you share that in the background, how this works? Sure, sure. I'm happy to. So what happens is, from a user standpoint, from a veterinarian or a veterinary technician standpoint, the study is taken. It automatically is uploaded to the cloud. We process it from the cloud and then deliver to uh, any computer terminal or phone the results within 10 minutes. Usually it's about three or four minutes. So it's uh, it's very simple. It's very easy. Uh, as Lior said way back in the beginning, it makes life easier for folks when, when they use it. From a development standpoint, we had to develop our, our own standards. There aren't uh, great standards uh, what currently exists on, on radiographic findings. So we went through an entire process, multi-year process, looking at literally millions of films and data, and then taking data points from each of those films. We had to reinterpret our films ourselves and identify key features and train, it's, train the computer to recognize, to recognize specific syndromes. And actually what happens is the computer identifies the patterns and we confirm what those patterns are. And it's, it's similar to um, what I found in part, it's similar to training a, a first or second year veterinary student. This is a x-ray and, and this is light and this is dark and then, well, this is bone and this is a metal and this is a soft tissue and fluid and such. This is the chest and this is the abdomen and these are the legs and progressively becoming more and more and more and more detailed and then having the system identify the patterns and confirming what those patterns are. And that's, that's never been done before. And it's, it's, it's an amazing process. A lot of work has gone into the, to the background, but what it results is in a really seamless system. So yeah. what if I'm a radiologist, veterinary radiologist, should I be worried? Like, is this competition? Well, it's some, is there a way that it would enhance my career? Could it, could it actually diminish my, my work? You know, how, how are the radiologists receiving this technology? Yeah, it's uh, the, the short answer is it is a boon for radiologists. Radiologists are not going to recognize that in the beginning. They don't. And so what happens is we have become so good at what we do is we can actually identify that everything on the in an image and actually with the latest AI make recommendations based on the clinical history. And we can do that with and we can do that with AI. And if radiologists want to use this as to initially review 
confirm the report. It's like having uh, their own resident, if you will, and then confirm the report and uh, to give a signed report. They're, they are welcome to use the system. And, that, and that's the future. That's the future. I can tell uh, you that, yes, sitting, looking at a film, saying, identifying patterns on a film is, is in, in five to 10 years from now, very few individuals will do that without it being read by AI first. Mm-hmm. I would still and say sure. that even if, yeah. even if that is the case, there's nothing that really can replace that personal relationship you would have with your doctor. So for, you know, say me, seeing my radiologist and having that, their, their comfort, their expertise, their help in planning the next steps, just that personal human touch really is something that, that doesn't ever go away. And I hope that radiologists can feel confident and being able to continue to provide that with the extra confidence of having this AI or technological support that may just enhance their efficiency, enhance their confidence, their ability to move forward more quickly, but still maintain that strong very, very needed critical relationship with their client and patient. I think you're absolutely right in that there is tremendous opportunity for radiologists within practice to work within practices as individuals, as specialists to contribute to patient care. I think there's a tremendous opportunity for that in in hospitals, in clinics and in hospitals. And there will always be a need, there'll always be a need for that, especially as it relates to doing procedures. Mm-hmm. Associated with doing procedures and, and perhaps uh, performing ultrasounds, the opportunity for radiologists will, will continue to grow. Just because calculators were invented, it didn't mean there weren't any more opportunities for people who used to count beads on an abacus. Mm-hmm. So just because we have calculators to process numbers quicker doesn't mean that there isn't opportunity for folks to, uh, to advance their own skill set. And, and, that, and, that's, and that's what will happen with radiologists. Good point. I think whenever there's a new yeah. change, it's always a bit scary. But when we watch how we adapt over time and we just shift our our you know what we are working on, it just expands the ability of to to move into other areas and have more opportunities. So I hope that with time that that we find our way with this. I, I'd love to to change tracks just a little bit and ask what you have witnessed as a result of of veterinary hospitals implementing Signal Pet technology. What sort of feedback have you gotten from veterinary professionals on their quality of life, their well-being, their confidence after using this technology? Yeah, no, fantastic. Veterinarians are happier. The short of it is veterinarians are happier. And I, I'm going to paint two scenarios for you, and I'm going to uh, tell you the results uh, objectively. So one scenario is a veterinarian, maybe it's in the first couple of years out of uh, veterinary school, a uh, patient is, uh, is limping. And say it's a large dog that's two years old, and sometimes there can be um, a growth abnormalities. Sometimes there can be trauma, that, and then things like that that can result in a two-year-old large breed dog uh, limping. And so the veterinarian says to the owner, they know for sure that radiographs or X-rays are, rec- are recommended in this case, but they they think to themselves, and the stress starts: Should I take radiographs? Because if I take radiographs, then I've got to interpret it. And if I interpret it correctly, great. And if I miss something on the films or I misinterpret them, then there's a permanent record and somebody else who looks at this is going to say I missed something or the owner's going to question it or da 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 da. And so, uh, and what actually happens is the stress level for the veterinarian rises, the, the pet family doesn't receive the value and the pet doesn't receive the benefit of the procedure, which is getting the x-rays. And that's, that's actually what happens in most scenarios today. Once you have a tool such as SignalPet, 
to provide a, a, if you will, a second set of eyes to assist with the reading and give confidence to the veterinarian, then they can say to the owner, I know it's a two-year-old dog, sometimes these can be difficult to read, but we're going to do this and we're going to give you an answer. They know with confidence, they can strongly recommend films with confidence, have the films read out and provide an answer whilst the owner is still in the exam room without having to come back. Yeah. And pinning that, I think another, another aspect to that is you know, the budget, people come in with a tight budget. And, and if you are able to provide a service that had at a reduced rate, like, you know, compared to having the radio, the radiographs read by a specialist, right. or like you said, you can provide it at a lower cost. I think that can often lead veterinarians to feel more comfortable with, you know, rec- recommending having radiographs read, but the budget is often a big issue for people bringing pets in. Completely. Raise the, raise the level of care and lower the, lower the barrier, in this case, the financial barrier to care. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And veterinarians can do that. And so now, as a result, if they have single pet, they do that. And statistically, we look at the numbers, we compare it, we're a data company um, on behind the scenes. Hospitals that, that utilize single pet confidently, statistically take more radiographs than they do, and, and with a lower price, take more than they do beforehand, before they use single pet. In addition to that, hospitals that same client base, same economic conditions, same patients, uh, patient, uh, patient uh, lo- load. Hospitals that use Signal Pet progressively take more radiographs as, as time goes on and they utilize Signal Pet more and more. And, and nobody's telling them to take more films. They just have more confidence. They more, have more confidence, so they do more. So what happens is the hospital benefits, the, the hospital finances benefit, Crystal, to you, great point to your point. The owners aren't spending as much money individually as they used to have to or send it out for an individual uh, consult. So the cost is less and the turnaround in the service is, is, is much quicker. Everybody wins. I definitely can feel Everybody as a wins. pet parent getting that, yeah. that instant readout would be very satisfying. We all want the instant gratification. Right. You said you had two examples and that was one. Do you want to share the other story? The, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I will. Thank you. I will. The part of what I do is um, that I've been very fortunate, very blessed to have a, a, a long career in veterinary medicine. And so I keep in touch with large, large numbers of veterinarians. That, uh, and it is common. It wasn't one occasional occurrence. It wasn't here and there. It is that veterinarians now, in uh, ones that I knew, so I knew them when they were first young graduates, and then and now they're, if you will, middle <laughs> in, the, in the middle tier, commonly have said, as this, if I had this, if I had this technology when I was young, when we used to talk, I would have been a vet- better veterinarian today because I would have been more adventurous. I would have been more progressive in my medicine because I would have had more confidence. I would have felt better about it. And by the way, the sometimes if it's a corporate practice or such, the economics, the economics will always play out, and everybody is more positive and feels better. So, so veterinary medicine should not be about making money. But those who are vested in making money in veterinary medicine, it's a positive outlook. Importantly, from a medical or more well-being output, without a doubt, the feedback is consistent, consistent, consistent. Folks, folks feel, feel stronger professionally. And most veterinarians that I know, being a veterinarian or being a veterinary technician, it's almost the most, if not the most important identity that they have about themselves. And if they can feel better about being, themse- about being a professional, Frankly, they feel better about themselves, and I see this again and again and again, and it comes back. Yeah, it mm-hmm. does does when does when is software successful? It's successful when it it gives you confidence. It works. It gives you confidence. You don't have to think about how, where, or why. It gives you confidence. 
and that's and that's and that's what modern modern software does. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, uh, for so many of the veterinary professionals that I work with, from a personality profiling standpoint, many are high on perfectionism and and wanting things to be perfect. Right. And with that desire for perfectionism, it can really take a toll on confidence because it can be very hard to hit that that mark of perfection, and often it's impossible. But I think what Signal Pet does is it just helps us get a little closer to that to our to that goal of of right. trying to be as perfect with the diagnostics as possible to give that pet as much um, quality of life as we can. And so I think that this sort of service does speak to that. And I wanted to, as we're rounding out our conversation today, coming down the home stretch, to zoom out for a moment and just leave our listeners today with your top one or two takeaways. If they were going to forget everything we talked about in this, in this podcast, we want them to remember one or two things. What would those things be? Two things. One is don't be afraid of change. Don't be afraid of change. Don't be afraid. And two, technology will make you better. It won't replace you. You will be a better person. You'll be a better professional, but you're not going to be replaced. And I say that with absolute confidence. Beautiful. Well yeah. said. So for people listening okay. today, if they're curious to find out more about SignalPet or connect with you, where is the best place for them to look? Our website. Uh, our website, uh, w, uh, w, 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 I had to think about that. .singlepet.com. And if anybody, I'm happy to, to I love veterinary medicine, love veterinarians, love veterinary professionals. Happy to have a conversation. It's just Neil, N-E-I-L. Wonderful. So I'll put that in the show yeah. notes so people don't have to dig for it. That'll all be linked up yeah. for you there. And Dr. Neil, I've so appreciated you being on today. It's been a very interesting conversation. I've enjoyed learning more about the history of SignalPet. Crystal, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining me today. I hope that you feel stoked after listening to this episode. And as always, I would love to hear your comments and feedback. Is there a topic that you want to know more about? Please let me know. And thank you again for subscribing and sharing your favorite episodes with others. It really means a lot.